Well, hey there. Thanks for coming back to another episode on the podcast this week. Today, I am sitting down with Jackie Panton of Inkblot Creative, and we are talking about effective communication with your team and those around you. I know that I learned a thing or two, and I know you will also. So grab a notebook, your favorite drink, and listen in on an honest conversation on how we can show up well through communication. One more thing, if you haven't yet rated or reviewed our podcast, would you take a moment to do so? We love producing this content week after week and would love to hear from you on what you're loving and what you want to hear more of. Just scroll to the bottom of Apple Podcasts where you're listening and click write a review. Thanks so much and let's dive into today's episode. Listening to the Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I have been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. Welcome into another episode of the Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I am so excited to be bringing on Jackie. She is over in Europe, and I'm so excited to get her perspective on communication. We're talking about communication today, if you haven't already read the topic today, and I'm excited to bring her in to talk about um, the different perspectives of communication, so the internal and the external and and just some really great tips on how we can communicate. I think whether you are one of our listeners that have been listening for a while or you're new to the podcast, I think you'll definitely learn something today. So grab out your pen, grab out your notebook, start writing some things down as you hear them. And I cannot wait to see what you guys do with this. Well, no further ado, I want to introduce Jackie. Jackie, will you tell our audience who you are, um, what you do, and why you're excited to talk about communication? Oh, Cam, thank you so much for having me. First off, it's really great um, to be on the Render Podcast. Thank you very much. Um, yes. So I'm, I'm Jackie, as you said. I'm based actually over on a tiny little island just off the coast of France called Jersey. Um, we are part of the UK, but we're our own kind of little country out there in the middle of the sea. Um, and the island I live on gave its name to New Jersey. So that's that's where I live. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I am super excited to talk about communication because communication is the thing that I am most passionate about. I have worked in the field of communication and marketing for a long time um, as a client manager, as a brand manager. Um, I ran communications for a big offshore bank for quite a long time. And then very recently at the end of last year, I set up my own communications and marketing agency called Inkblot Creative. And the reason I did that was because I'd worked with lots of different agencies in my time. Mm -hmm. And I just really wanted to create something that would help other business people to communicate in a way that really made sense for them and made sense for their customers. And to kind of take away all of the jargon and all of the stuff that, you know, when we're, when we're, immersed in an industry like marketing or something like that it, we get very used to assuming that everybody knows what it is we do and understands it and actually I found when I was a client of different agencies that I found it quite hard to understand what kind of bang I was getting for my buck when I was paying mm -hmm. for that support so mm -hmm. I wanted to create a business that would would help me to provide that for other businesses um, and we're not kind of like other agencies in that way because we don't just offer your typical 
support for communications, you know, where you come to an agency and they help you with a project or they manage stuff for you. We also do loads of online training, coaching. I offer consultancy, um, loads of different things. We've got podcasts. We've yeah, we've got our fingers <laughs> in all the pies, um, but all of it is focused around helping businesses communicate better, whether that's with their customers or whether that's with their teams, with the people that's working. Um, with them and for them and I use you know so I have an amazing network of freelancers that we use that have all these different fantastic specialisms so we can pick and choose the right people for the different people we work with but communication for me is really the thing that if you can get it right if you can really focus on it I really believe it's one of the things that's going to make the biggest difference to your business. I totally agree with that statement I think it's Really the lifeline for your business, both internally and externally. If you can't communicate well, you have no business at the end of the day. Um, I think it's our responsibility to be able to communicate authentically and um, with clear expectation as well. Um, So I love that you mentioned that. I know that um, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I never really loved college or school or the traditional route of being educated. Um, I, that's just not how I learned. And so I ended up um, not going to college and instead learning as I went along with taking e-courses and going to conferences and such. And so I always say, if I were to go back to school or if I could go back and redo that, I would have done business management or business entrepreneurship but also a minor in communications because I think it's so important. So I love that you've created a business and created an agency where that is what you guys are so passionate about. So important. Yeah. And you're so right, aren't you? It's one of those things I think that we all know we have to get good at this stuff. We all know it's important, but it can be really hard to know where to start. And I I actually started my career in a completely different field. I went to drama school, actually, and started off wanting to work in the theatre as an actress and a director. I know, mad, bit of, bit of a swerve in careers there. <laughs> um, but when I decided that that career path wasn't for me after I'd been doing it for a little while, I, um, I kind of thought, right, I've, I've when you go to drama school, they're teaching you how to tell stories, okay? They're teaching you how to understand your audience, how to get your point across really well, how to sell yourself, how to sell the story that you're telling. And it really made sense for me to, like, that's all applicable to business. Um, So I kind of come at it from that side, you know, what have we got that we're trying to get across to our audience, whether that's our customers or whether that's our team? um, And how best do we do that? And I think that, you know, for me, the most important thing, whatever communication you're doing, whether that's, you know, having a one-to-one with one of your team about something or whether that's mm-hmm. briefing the media because coronavirus is doing something and you need to let everyone know, you know, all the ends of the spectrum, whether that's dealing with your customers, social media, PR, whatever it is, the most important thing when you're communicating is to start with your why. You have to know why you're communicating, what it is you're trying to achieve. And I think if everybody really focuses on on starting with that why not jumping into the how and the what and you know how do I get this across or where do I put that or should it be a social media post or should it be a press release you know if we put all that to one side and we really start with the why why am I communicating what am I trying to get across then I think that's going to always be the best you know basis for any communication yeah, that totally makes sense. I think regardless, everyone should figure out their why, whether it's business related or not. Um, you just want a sense of purpose 
I think especially for communicating, because if you don't know your why, what's the point of communicating at the oh, end of the 100%. day? And like you say that, and it's so obvious, isn't it, right? We're saying this, and it is so obvious. I'm sure your <laughs> listeners are thinking, all right, tell me something I don't know already. <laughs> like, okay, duh. <laughs> But the thing is, sometimes it's the obvious stuff that we overlook and that we don't do. Yeah. And, you know, all the clients, I, I guarantee if I go into a meeting with a client or I'm doing some coaching or I'm talking one-on-one to a business that's got in touch with me, you know, through social media, I've seen this and I'm worried about it. Can you help me? Everybody starts with the, okay, I want to do a social media campaign about this, or I need to start a podcast, or I think I need to talk to the press. Everyone starts with the what, what do I need to do? Um, but actually if you unpick it and if you step back and you go, right, why am I communicating in this moment? What do I need to get across? Why do I need my colleagues or my customers to understand this specific thing? Why does that have to happen? Then all the stuff that comes after it makes a lot more sense. And and you often find that if you unpick and you go back to that, why that actually what you thought you needed at the beginning, maybe isn't what you actually need to start with. Um, and it can be a really interesting exercise when, when you start challenging yourself to, to start at the very beginning. Yeah, totally. I feel like you can take that in two different ways. So you can either do an overarching why as to why do I have this social media account or why is, why is what I have to say important or the heartbeat behind it, but then also with anything that you put out on a small scale as well, whether it be a post or a story or a podcast episode or a whatever it is that you are putting out into the world, then I think there has to be a why behind that. And then that why then can correlate to your overarching why. So if your why is to educate and inspire other people to live a life like yours or run a business like yours or whatever it is for you, then if I were to post post something on a Tuesday, then my why for this post and the heartbeat behind this post, does it come in line with my overarching, I want to inspire and educate other people to live a life like mine. So what is this post actually saying? And, and how can that tie to uh, the overarching why? So you can take it big and small. And, and I think oh, it's yeah. obviously good to define your big why. Uh, no matter what. And then if you can practice that on the smaller level too, man, you're just going to have gold in your social media feed or in your podcast or in your YouTube channel or where in your email marketing. I mean, anywhere that you have some collateral or some uh, copy anywhere. So I think it's important to define that. A hundred percent. And actually when we're, so when I'm saying, think about your why and your communications, you're, you're so right. I, you know, I challenge every single one of your listeners before you go into any communication scenario in the next week, you have to think about the intention behind your communication. And if your listeners are anything like me, some days I'm sure that they find you get to the end of the day and you think, oh, what have I done today? Where have I been? Where have I been? <laughs> you can get caught up in this whirlwind of your day. And especially when you're running a business, this meeting here and that phone call there, and I've got to go here and do this and do that. Yeah. And it's easy to get swept along. But if every time we're communicating, whether that's a client meeting, whether that's with our team, whether that's a social post, whether that's, it has to be intentional and we have to know why we're doing it. But you're, you're totally right when you say there has to be a bigger why for the business. And actually, because I'm going to get super geeky about this now, because this is the stuff I love. Um, 
when we're talking about that, we're really talking about our brand. And brand is another thing that really confuses people because brand is it's a it's a marketing concept and we throw that word around all the time and lots of people who are brand specialists and tell you you need a brand strategy and all of this stuff and you do and it's great and they can help you but that doesn't help you if you're sat at home thinking well where do I start with that and you've kind of hit the nail on the head all good brands have a really clear vision um I'll give you an example. So for Inkblot Creative, our the intent for our brand is that we create connection. So everything we do is about connection, whether that's helping our clients connect better with their customers or with their team, whether that's creating connections ourselves. It's all about connection because for me, that's what communication is about, right? It lets you connect. Um, and because we know that, then every, that guides everything we do and all of our all of our communications stem out of that. How can we communicate in a way that's going to create connection for our audience? But that doesn't mean that every single time I do a social post or every single time I do a press release or walk into a client meeting, I'm always thinking, what's the objective here? What am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to do for my audience? What am I trying to help them with? And when we talked, you know, just before we, we started recording, we were saying, you know, we wanted to talk today about communicating authentically and, authenticity is another word that I think is thrown around a bit too much, right? We bandy it about. It's a bit of a buzzword. <laughs> yes. Authentic. And but what does that really mean? What, what does being authentic mean? And I think for me, it's showing up as yourself. And one of the hardest things when you're communicating is that we all are all the time being communicated with whether that's by the media, whether that's through our social media channels, whether it's because we're looking at and following the communications of our competitors. We absorb all of this information all the time, right? You can't get away from it. And then when you get to the point where you need to communicate, it can be quite hard to find your own voice and it can be quite hard to kind of filter out that noise. And I know for sure when I started my business, I kind of got into a bit of a oh, how do, how do marketing agencies communicate? Let me look at all the marketing agencies I know. And then I kind of took a step back and thought, hold on a minute. <laughs> the whole thing yeah, right. is because you don't want to be like that. Like, stop. Right, right. So one of my biggest tips um, for anybody who's wanting to communicate more authentically is to go and unfollow everybody that is a competitor of yours. And I'm quite strict on this. I don't think you should be looking at your competitor communications now, I'm not saying don't do competitor analysis, don't get to know your market, mm. don't find out what people are doing, totally. But from a communications perspective, your social media feed should not be full of your competitors. It should be full of your customers. Yeah. Because only they're the people you're serving. They're the people you're communicating with. So really, we should be aiming always to get see more of what we're aiming to support as opposed to other people that are doing things like us. Cause I think it can make it hard to kind of filter out the noise and just be you. And as you know, with everything, that's your superpower. Yeah. No one else is you. No one else can communicate like you. Right. Right. I totally, totally get that. We do that with our social media. We don't follow any of our competitors. Um, and I think it's, it, it's a double-edged sword sometimes, mm -hmm. I will say. We have had people call us out and they're like, why don't you follow me? You're not sporting. And I'm like, it's not that at all. It's mm -hmm. it's that we don't want to be influenced by yeah. what you guys are doing. We want to be um, something that's different and we want to be something that um, is not 
even a hint of copycatting, or we don't ever want to be accused of, well, they did it that way. And now you're doing it something, maybe not the exact same way, but something similar. And so um, we actually follow people who aren't in our specific industry. We follow people who are um, of the travel industry and artists and florists throughout the entire world, not even our local market or even our country. And it's, um, it's been really good for our team because we've actually gotten to know who we are and we've gotten to have a clear space to think and to dream and to really define our brand without the influence of someone who's doing something either like us or similar to us. And it's been really great for us. And like I said, there's been times where people don't understand and that's okay. They don't have to understand. They're not running our Instagram account. But, <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, you know, we want to be supportive of our, of our competitors and of the people who are in our industry. And even though we might not follow them, we go and check up on them and comment on their photos or respond to their Instagram stories or um, engage with them on some level um, with a very authentic approach versus just checking in and and seeing how they're doing. So we don't have to follow to support. We can still support them without following them. And you also, you don't want to be, you know, you... We talk a lot, and I know I don't know what it's it's been like in the U.S. recently, but in the U.K., you know, mental health is a big um, mm-hmm. topic of discussion. And you know, during lockdown, obviously, it became to the forefront <laughs> even more because everybody's shut in their houses, and you kind of have a bit more time to think. And part of you know, lots of people will say, curate your social media feed, curate the news you read, create mm-hmm. all of that stuff to make sure that you're only looking at stuff that serves you. And I think that that, from a business perspective, is just as important because for me, like you say, I, you know, I'll meet up with my competitors and have a coffee and find out what's going on and, you know, support each other and, and share stuff if we need to and all of that kind of stuff. But I don't need to see every Instagram post. I don't need to read every news. I don't need to be looking at the website every day because I'm not trying to be them. I'm trying to be me. Um, and I think it can be overwhelming when when we start thinking about communicating and we think about I've got to have a brand I've got to have the messaging right now I also have to be authentic I need ideas I need it's so much stuff to think about that we can almost get a bit paralyzed um and one of my kind of things that I would always suggest is I think we all, all believe as humans that to be creative or to have good ideas, we have to come up with something brand new. But the reality is everything's been done before, right? Everything that you want to say Mm -hmm. has been done before. You know, every business in the world has probably been done by somebody else before. Right. Yeah. The difference is they're not you doing it. So you just have to think about how do we communicate in a way that really shows off the best bits of us and what makes us useful and valuable for our audience. And if you can do that, then you know, there's a concept in marketing called no like, and trust. People talk about this all the time before people trust you, they have to get to know you and they have to like you. It's like when you meet a new friend, right? You have to kind of get to know them a bit before you decide if you like them. And then once you like them, you kind of hang out a little bit before you decide. <laughs> yeah. And it's exactly right. the same with your customers and with your team. 
they kind of have to go through those stages with you and your communications can help you get there. And the more authentic you are um, and the more consistent you are with your communications, that's a really big thing. The more you consistently communicate, you're giving them more opportunities to get to know you and then go, well, actually, these people are pretty cool. I like them. And then, oh, actually, I trust them enough to buy from them or support them or get involved with them. Because ultimately, your communications, you're communicating because you want something. Whether that's you want someone to buy something or you want someone to follow you on Instagram or you want someone to see what you're doing or you want someone to support you. We're all communicating for a reason that goes back to that why. Um, and, we, and we need to be super consistent so that we can build up that know, like, and trust and they can really get to know who you are. And I think yeah. that that is particularly important with your team. And I think a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about how do we communicate with our customers? You know, I really need my customers to know what we're doing, but actually your team are the most important audience for your communications. Um, and being authentic with them is one of the best things you can do for your business because you need your team to understand why they're coming to work every day. You need them to understand the bigger vision for the business so they know how what they do supports that. And you also need them to be an advocate, right? You want somebody who works for you when they're at a barbecue with all their friends and somebody says, oh, what do you do? You want them the person that's like, oh, I work for this amazing company that does this, or I work with these people and we do that. And you want them to be passionate about it. And you only create team members that feel like that about you if you're communicating really well and you're you're vulnerable enough to really be authentic, you know? And I think coronavirus has maybe given people a bit of an insight into that, how different leaders have managed it, how different leaders have communicated during um, lockdown and things like that. You know, if I had been in a big team and, you know, my leader hadn't shown a little bit of a wobble or had a bit of a bad day during the whole of lockdown, I'd have been thinking they were a robot. And that doesn't trust them, right? I'm going to know them more and trust them more and buy into them more if they're saying, right, I'm having a hard time too here because I'm juggling the kids and I've got this, but that's okay because we're all in it together and what do we need to do to get there? And that vulnerability, that authenticity um, is really important with your team as well. Hey there, are you a loyal listener of The Render Podcast? Do you love hearing from us each week? Well, we are bringing you opportunities to dive in deeper and get more out of this podcast. Starting at only $5 per month, you can unlock goodies like early access to podcast episodes and private Ask Me Anything sessions. Well, to learn more about how you can support this podcast and get some benefits while you're at it, head to patreon.com backslash render educate. That's P-A-T. R-E-O-N dot com backslash R-E-N-D-E-R-E-D-U-C-A-T-E. Patreon.com backslash render educate. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, I agree. I had a couple years ago, my team, uh, we had a little bit larger of a team than we do today, given coronavirus, but um, we... We're communicating very many different ways. So we would text each other, we'd call each other, or we'd email each other, or we'd uh, airdrop something over to each other. Whatever it was that we're communicating, whether we were all in the same office or we were in different places, we had so many different forms of communication so that when we would think back and we're like, hey, 
whenever so-and-so said so-and-so, where did they do that? Let me go check my text. Okay, no, I wasn't there. What about my voicemail? Okay, nope, not there. Okay, what about my email? Oh, there it is. And so we're wasting time and we're um, there is kind of like an underlying unspoken frustration of we don't have a central place for everything. And so we ended up getting the program Slack. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I'm sure you are. <laughs> but we had ended up getting Slack and we said, okay, during business hours, we are going to be using Slack. After business hours, still continue to use Slack. And if you're not on the clock or if you're not interested in um, looking at your Slack during your personal time, totally great. Look at it in the morning. But if we are communicating with each other, it's through Slack. That's it. Just through Slack. Unless we're obviously talking with the client. There's a couple of us on the thread and we need to email about it. But otherwise, we are internally communicating as a team through Slack. It's a free program. So those of you who are listening, you don't have to pay anything for it. You can go get it for free. Um, but we are doing that. And then we said, on the emergency basis, meaning I need an answer right now and I cannot figure it out because I've tried every other option, or I really need to get your attention right now and it's not during business hours, then we said, only in those circumstances, you can call or text. But otherwise, all communication has to be done through Slack. And it was something that was so needed. And I could feel the um, kind of authenticity that was at the office was so much more alive than it was before because they had a clear direction of this is where we have our communications internally. This is where we talk about office supplies that need to be uh, bought, or this is where we talk about, um, you know, hey, so-and-so is asking for a discount. What do we want to do about that? Or, um, hey, I'm having trouble responding to a client on this. Can somebody help me there? Or, you know, anything and everything that we can, that teams talk about was done on Slack. And the stress level of people coming into the office on um, any day of the week during the morning time was so much less because they hadn't had to remember, hey, I need to check my text message, I need to check my email, I need to check my voicemail when I get to the office because I wasn't responding those to those last night because I was with my kids or I was with a, a significant other or whoever. And the level of stress was so much less. And you could feel it in the in the room before we had team members who had just come in and just, you know, go to their desk or go, or go out to the warehouse or do whatever they need to do, whatever the job was. And the moment we switched over, people came in with smiles on their faces and just this energy that they brought into the room of like, I'm excited to get to work today. Like, I am so passionate about my job that I'm excited to come to the office instead of like, you know, coming in and just like easing into the day and, and all of that. So. I love that you are mentioning your team is is the lifeline behind your communication because without your team, you wouldn't be able to serve those clients of yours. And without your team, you wouldn't be able to do all things that you do. I know that I certainly oh, wouldn't so be I able to. We underestimate um, importance of the communications yeah. with our team because we get so caught up in communicating with our customers. And obviously that's important. Um, but bus- businesses only work as well as the people that work in them. So you've got to make Mm -hmm. sure you're looking, if you, you know, anyone that's been through a hiring process, it's painful, right? It's so hard to find the right, find people that are Mm going to be excited about your business and want to get involved and want to do the work. 
So you'd go through this difficult, often painful process and let them in and ignore them for six months <laughs> and then wonder why they leave, right? And then you've got to go through the whole process again. So yeah. my, you, aside from the whole thing of, you know, I would always want my team to feel like um, they have ownership of their role and they have ownership of, of the business that, you know, they, I'm not doing it on my own. They're a massive part of the, the machine to keep it working and look after the customers. But a big part of that is communication. And you kind of touched on two things there, which I think are so important. So I, if any of your listeners follow me on social media, they're, they're going to be like, goes again, talking about this, but I talk <laughs> about this framework all the time called the communication cycle. And I use this cycle because it's a really easy way of reminding me and everyone I talk to about the kind of things you have to think about every time you communicate. We've already touched on one of them. You have to know why you're doing it. That's the very first thing in that cycle. The next thing is you have to know who you're talking to. And it sounds so obvious. It's another one of those, oh, this is obvious. But it's the obvious stuff we forget. You have to know who your audience are. And it's not enough to say, well, my audience and my team. Because if you've got 10 team members, all of those people are going to understand what you say differently. They're all going to want to hear it in a different way. They're all going to absorb it in a different way. They're all going to, you know, you go into a team meeting, they're all going to come out of that meeting. And if you ask them what was said, we'll probably tell you something different because no two people are the same. And as a communicator mm-hmm. uh, and as someone that's trying to communicate more authentically, one of the things that can be overwhelming is that you can try, you can't be all things to all people and you can't communicate in a way that's perfect for every single member of your audience But what you can do is you can get to know your audience so well, whether that's your team or whether that is your customers, you can really dig into kind of who they are, what they like, what are they interested in? And also you can ask them these things. We always forget that. We feel like our audience like separate entity, but you can just ask. And most of the time they'll tell you if it's going to make things better for them. You you can, once you know who they are, you can really understand what channel is going to be best. So you know, your example is a perfect one. You're communicating in loads of different ways using loads of different channels, WhatsApp, email, phone, and then your team is stressing out and you know your team well enough that you can go, hold on a minute. If we put this all in one place, would that make it better? Yes, let's try it. We try it, it works. And that applies to all of your communications. So if you're, you know, currently thinking I'm slogging my guts out every week trying to communicate with my team and it's not, they're not picking up on the stuff I want them to, or maybe I feel like everyone's not getting the message I need them to hear, or it might be with your customers too. Mm. I would always say, go back to that. Are you really thinking about who you're talking to? And if it's really not landing, ask them, how would you like to receive this information? You know, what if at the minute we're doing a weekly team meeting, does that work for you? And if 99 of your staff say, 99% say, no, that's awful. We hate these meetings. We're not getting anything from them. Then you've got your answer, okay? And that that's another way of showing authenticity, isn't it? Is that being willing to ask a question and say, yeah. I'm, I'm communicating to help you and to make the business better or to serve the customer. So we want to do it in a way that works best for them because that's, that's the point of it. So, yeah. Well, and not everything that works best for you works for everybody else as well. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, as much as I spend a lot of my life on social media and as much as I love it for the amazing things it can do from a personal perspective, I'm not a massive social media fan. I don't use it a lot. Um, And it would be really silly of me to think, well, I'm not a massive user of social media. So therefore social media is not useful for my customers. (laughs) 
you know, that would be a really silly assumption to make. And that's a, you know, an exaggerated um, example. But we do that all the time. We make assumptions that everyone is like us and that they hear what we hear and they understand what we understand. But really great communicators are able to think, okay, what am I trying to get across? Who am I talking to? And how can I get that across in a way that's going to make it easiest for them? And some of the things we can do is we can find out what channel works best for them. We can be consistent in our communication so that they know consistently how this is going to work and what the expectations are. Um, We can get rid of the jargon and all that fancy language that we use, right? That we think (laughs) makes us sound special, but in reality just confuses everybody, right? And I love that. um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the granny test. Mm -mm. Tell me about it. Granny test is the best test. So basically, the granny test is when before you communicate anything, you imagine if I told my granny this, would she understand it? And it's a little bit derogatory to grannies, this test. But really, it's it's not even really about your granny. It's about if I told someone who doesn't know anything about what I'm talking about, so who who isn't particularly invested in my business or isn't one of my current customers, you know, somebody that isn't used to hearing all of this stuff. If I told them about this, would they get it? Would I be saying it in a way that they'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense? Because so often we talk to people in the way we understand and we have to be able to put ourselves in in the shoes of people that maybe know nothing about it. A really good example is podcasting. I started a podcast um, at the beginning of the year and somebody said to me, when you're promoting your podcast, make sure you tell people how podcasts work. Mm. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I have never thought about that. I love a podcast. I love mm-hmm. going on podcasts. I listen to podcasts incessantly. Every podcast going, I'll listen to. So for me, it's really obvious that if I say, I've got a new podcast episode, here it is, that people will go, cool. And they'll know to go to Apple or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever it is. And they'll know how to subscribe and they'll know it's free and they'll know. But actually, that's my assumption right. that my audience know everything that I know or are interested in what I'm interested in. And actually, I did a little kind of video on my social media where I was like, if you want to watch my podcast, watch my podcast, geez, listen to my podcast. See, I'm getting all confused already. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> if you want to listen to my podcast, this is how you do it. You go to Spotify, you open it up. This is how you find it. This is how you subscribe. It's free. And loads of people DM'd me that day like, oh, amazing. That's super helpful. Thank <laughs> you. And I thought, oh, that's such a good example of if we really take the time to get to know our audience and cut out all the jargon and cut out all the language and really think about what do they need to know for this to be successful, then our communications immediately become more accessible. And I don't mean dumb your communications down. I don't mean that at all. But I mean, think about what are the words or phrases that you use that you're assuming people will all know, everyone in the world will know. You know, lawyers are really good at this. They use lots of legal language and people that work in health or medical professionals, they just assume everyone knows what they're talking about. And most of us don't. So it's useful to run that through the granny test. If you were to tell um, your message, you were trying to explain whatever it is you're trying to communicate to somebody who knew nothing about what you do, would they understand it? Right, right. I feel like even with when we were talking about finding your why and and knowing what your customers want and, and all of that, yes, it seems silly that we're talking about it because it's kind of like, well, of course, like, of course we need to know that stuff. But even with the material that you put out, like if you were to go tell your granny, 
hey, on my Instagram stories, I'm talking about blah, 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 blah. I have a webinar that I'm going to be teaching or whatever it is that you're doing. She'd probably say, well, how much does it cost to do that? I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's free. Like you can come in and you can watch it. And she's like, okay, well, how am I supposed to do that? Do I log on on my phone or do I log on on my computer or can I watch it on the TV or like, where is it going to be? And you're like, I can't make it at the time you're advertising. Yeah, yeah. So even having all of the information out there, and if you're not in the education space, and maybe you're in the um, B to C type of business, not the B to B business, which means business to business or business to customer. Um, If you're in the B to C business, and um, maybe you have a way that you charge your clients, have them sign a contract in the balance that they pay. Well, even dumbing it down for them as well and saying, hey, here's my 50% retainer. It's due when you sign the contract. You sign the contract online. Here's all the links. You can do it 24-7 at your convenience on your phone or on your computer. It might sound redundant saying all that, but they don't know otherwise. They're like, oh, so do I have to print it out and scan it and email it back to you? And you're like, oh, no, no, no. It's super simple. You can pull it up on your iPhone if you want to. But they don't know that until you tell them that. And we always make assumptions. Right. And we always, so we're talking, right, we're talking about communicating authentically. And a lot of authenticity is about transparency. And, you know, I mentioned that coronavirus probably showed people the weaknesses in their communications with their teams. Um, And that's because a lot of people feel like they can't be transparent. But for me, the best communications, like there will be very few times in the life cycle of a business that you, for legal reasons, cannot disclose things. Mm -hmm. The rest of the time, it's a choice. And it's quite an old fashioned choice to not tell your team, um, you know, the ins and outs of how your business is working and what's going on. Um, And actually businesses who really embrace communicating in a way with their team that they understand the budgets and they understand what's happening find that their team buy much, buy in much, much more to what they need to do to achieve the goals for the business because they're invested. They know what's going on. Um, and it's the same with customers. You saying about BC, lots of businesses use mystery shoppers, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a, say you've got a little boutique or you're a restaurant or something like that, you might have somebody mystery shop your um, business to, you know, come for dinner and see if it was good mm-hmm. or, you know, through your store and see if they could find the things they wanted. Why not do that with your communications? Why wouldn't you Mm. get somebody that doesn't know anything about you to check through your website and see if they are able to buy something or see if they are able to find that, that blog post that you spent two weeks writing, you know, like we, we miss the basics and we jump over these things, but these are the things that really great brands get right. It's all the little details. Right. If you imagine your favorite hotel or your favorite restaurant or your favorite clothing store, chances are they're your favorite because you have a great experience with them, whether that's when you ring them, whether that's their social media, mm-hmm. their website, whether that's physically in the premises. And it's the same for you know, business to business, the the people that you want to work with the most and you want to support the most, the suppliers you want to work with and all of that, it's the people where the experience is nicest and communications is a really great way to enhance your experience. Um, because every little touch point in your business is a chance to communicate with your customer. 
So, you know, we often think about our brand as being like our logo or the colors we use, right? And that's stuff. Yeah, that's what we think about brand. That's yeah, but it is. And it's about things like, you know, if you've got a, I always use this example, but I go to a yoga studio where they burn essential oils. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone loved the essential oil mix they use so much, they started selling it. And now when I do practice at home, I burn these oils and I think about that studio because my house then smells exactly like the studio. Right. That is branding at its best because they've thought about what does our business smell like? What does our business sound like? What music do we play? What does it taste like? What brand of tea do we serve? You know, I live in England. Tea's a big thing for us. Um, you know, what kind of, what do we look like? What do we sound like? But we get fixated in our communications just on, you know, what have I written down or what have I posted on social media? But actually the way you communicate comes across and personally too, right? It comes across in your attitude. It comes across in how you present yourself. It comes across in all of the interactions people have with you or your brand are an opportunity to communicate and to show them a little bit more of you and to give them a little bit insight into you and and what it is you can do for them yeah your brand isn't only the pretty logo the way that you communicate but it should be yeah I mean it's always nice to have a pretty everything but at the end of the day it should be also touching on your senses your eyes your touch your taste your smell the way that you are greeted and uh even even your expressions on your face like you should have something where they come in and they feel a certain way. What we have done in our business is we've gone through every single step of the process with our customers. We've gone through the very first time that they experience our brand, whether it be through Instagram or an ad or whatever it is, all the way through post um, event. So when the event events industry post their event, what happens? So we've gone through every single touch point that we might have with them. And we've said, okay, at this point in the process, what are they feeling? Like what's their biggest stressor and how can our company come alongside of them and think ahead to what their next stressor might be and start um, start helping that and, and tuning into their needs in this moment versus just thinking that we know it all and that they're good and they know what's going on. And so thinking ahead and thinking, okay, what do they feel? What do they need from us at this point? And how can we serve that before they even ask about it? And you've just used a word there that is so important in communications. How do they feel? And your communications are all about evoking a feeling in your audience. You know, I said at the beginning of of the recording that I started off my career working in the theater. And if, you know, if anyone's listening that, is um, in the performing arts industry, your bread and butter is making people feel things. If you're a musician, you want them to feel something when they, you know, hear your music. If you're an artist, you want them to feel something when they see a piece of art. And we need to think about our communications in that way. What are we trying to get them to feel? Mm -hmm. If you really focus in on that, then all this other stuff, why are we doing it? You know, why are we doing it? Because we want them to feel a certain way. Who are we talking to? Once you know who that is, you know how you can help them feel that way. If you know why you want them to feel a certain way, you can figure out what channel to use that's going to help you get there, what messaging you should be using. Yeah. It's all, it all ties up to that, doesn't it? And people who are authentic, who, who communicate in an authentic way, you connect with better. 
And that's that's that that feeling, that connection is what drives your business forward. You know, people by people. We talk about that all the time. Everyone always says mm-hmm. it. Um, but that's the truth. People buy into yeah. you in your business because you make them feel a certain way. Yeah, and that's not only for your customers, but for your team again. It's the way that your team feels when they're with you and when they're in your office and the email that they read at 12 o'clock in the middle of the night because they can't sleep or really any any time that they experience your business so that, like you said at the very beginning, when they are asked at a barbecue or at a wedding or, or social gathering and they get asked, hey, what do you do? The feeling that they feel when they're with you or at your office or reading your email or whatever it is, they can then communicate to that person asking them a question, hey, this is how I feel. And they're not going to say, oh, I feel really great at work, but they're going to talk about mm-hmm. work and they're going to talk about what they do with the feeling that they feel. So if they feel um, warm and invited and welcomed into the business and they feel like there is a sense of family at the office, then they're going to evoke that feeling in the way that they talk about your business and the the place that they work to their new, to the friend that they're talking to or the acquaintance or um, the family member or whoever it is that they're talking to. They're now going to evoke whatever they feel to that person. So if they hate their job and they're stressed and they're looking for another job, that feeling is going to come off to uh, the person that they're talking to. And then now that's influencing that person of how they view your business. So whether they follow your business or not, after the conversation that you have, uh, that your employee has with that person, now that's even a part of your marketing. That's part of your brand. That's part of the way that your business comes across. And so the people who work for you is just as important to tune into their feelings and and uh, figure out how they feel and, and influence that as it is as your clients and your customers. Yeah. And I think you're so right. And I think that we it can be super overwhelming. I'm just conscious that I'm kind of saying, you need to go and do all this stuff and think about your brand <laughs> and what essential oil are you burning? And you you know, there's going to be people who are listening to this. Thing. <laughs> This is a lot of stuff for me to think about. Yeah, yeah. And I think that if you are listening, you do feel like that. Start with what is in front of you. We have a tendency with our marketing to feel like we need to go big or go home. And if we've not got our brands plastered on the side of a bus or on a billboard, then we're not marketing. But really look at what is directly in front of you. What can you influence what can, how can you communicate with intention? Like we said, in every interaction, whether that's a social media post, whether that's a conversation with your team, if you can nail that in every interaction, it's like a ripple effect. It starts to ripple out and gradually more and more people will start telling your story for you. And then it gathers momentum. Mm -hmm. And momentum is one of the most important things in communications. And I can think off the top of my head of loads of brands and businesses who started very small, just focusing on how do I communicate super well with the person in front of me in this interaction today? And then that just naturally picks up momentum. It's like a stone gathering moss, right? It rolls away from you. And it, just, it gets more and more and more and more to the point where the interactions you feel like are very little or the comms you're creating feel like they're not going very far. Eventually, that will replicate out because other people will start telling your story for you. Um, and, you know, if you can get the basics right, the real basics right, that's the best place to start. Right, right. 
Well, I love that. This has been such an informative episode and not only informative, but applicable. I know that um, we've talked a lot and, and some of the things that we've talked about, I've either you know, had a really great plan for it and maybe it's time to go revise that. So wherever you're at as a listener in your business or personal life, maybe you've already thought about your why or maybe you've already figured out your communication style. But after listening to this episode, maybe you go back and you're like, can I do it a little bit more efficiently or can I do it a little bit uh, with more feeling evoked from it? So I hope it's been informative and inspiring to so many other people who are going to be listening to this episode. But Jackie, do you have any final things that you want to say with our listeners and uh, before we wrap up? I'd just say, well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I loved this chat. It was fantastic. Um, yes. And secondly, I'd just say everyone is a communicator. And I think it's super easy to feel like, oh, I'm not good at this or this isn't my thing or, you know, but if you are a human being, you are made to communicate. It's how we operate. This is what we do every single day with everybody around us. Um, you might need a bit of help with your marketing. You might want somebody to talk to your <laughs> brand a bit. You might think, oh, I've got to do a lot of Googling to figure out how Instagram works. But at the heart of it, you can communicate. Everyone can. Um, mm -hmm. And you are the only person that's you. So that's your you know, unique selling point. Nobody else is ever going to communicate your story in the way that you do. Um, so just hold on to that, I would say. And I'm, you know, I've made a little freebie for your listeners as well, kind of my 10 steps to communicating with confidence. And I, hopefully that'll kind of wrap up a bit of what we've talked about today as well into mm -hmm. an, easy, an, easy to, um, an easy format so that everyone can look back on it if they need to. Yes. Yes. Well, we will put that freebie in the show notes for all of our listeners to see. Um, and where can people find you? I know you mentioned you have a podcast. Where can they listen to your podcast and find you and, and follow you as well? Oh, thanks for that. I'm everywhere, basically. So um, our website is www.inkblotcreative.co.uk. Um, we're on Instagram at ink underscore blot underscore creative um and from there you'll find links to kind of our podcast which is called stay connected which is on pretty much all podcast platforms i think um mm -hmm. and kind of everything we do uh we always talk about on there you know we do daily top tips for your comms and we run loads of different stuff and talk to lots of different interesting people about their communications Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jackie, for being on the episode today. I know that our listeners will be so blessed to have heard from you and learned from you. And, and even though some of this may have been really great reminders, I know that it's um, important to remind ourselves of some of the things that are like, well, of course, we need to figure out our why. And of course, we need to listen to our clients. But such great reminders to uh, to hear no matter where we're at in business, whether we've been in business for a year, 10 years, or even more than that. So thank you for being here, Jackie. Thanks we appreciate so. you. Hi there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Remember, we are here every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on Apple and Spotify. But if you want to join us over in the Instagram world at The Render Podcast, we would love that. We like to catch you up on what's coming up next. And if you didn't know, we will show up live on Fridays at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time to unpack this episode just a bit further. 
We also just genuinely want to connect with you. So I want to see you over there on Instagram. But hey, if you liked this episode, would you mind leaving a quick review on Apple? Apple likes to see it when their listeners engage by leaving a review so more can hear about this podcast. So right now I'm asking you to leave a quick review. I'd also love to see what you're loving about this podcast and what you want to hear more of. So mention that while you're there. See you soon, friend, in another episode on The Render Podcast.